Hi, everyone, and welcome to One Mic Night, the podcast that brings you stories of artists and people in their life, helping to guide, answer questions, and motivate you in the business with their personal journeys. My name is Marco Luis, and today I'm very excited. We're talking about education and the importance of education and children. My guest today is an entrepreneur. She's an educator. She is the owner of TF Empowerment, which is a science learning uh, organization for kids. And I'm very, very happy to have her here with us. Please welcome Stephanie Farmer. How you doing, Stephanie? I'm okay, Marcos. How are you? I'm great. You all right? I'm so good. I'm so good. Listen, I'm really excited to have you here because throughout my life, my own mother was in education. She was in education administration and education is a very, very important. It's an important part of, you know, who you are. And we, not only as people of color, but just people in general, you need to have education to get further in life. And what you do is important. So first of all, before we start talking about what you do, I want to talk about who are you? Who is Miss Steph? that seems to be a heavy question (laughs) right you know when you add it's like who are you who are you um i'm a lot of things Mm -hmm. i'm a lot of things i'm comprised of several different components um so Uh, My name is Stephanie E. Farmer, and I always make a point of saying the E because I actually share a first name with my mother. Mm -hmm. And so it is a distinction that honors her because she actually wanted me to be called by my my middle name instead of the first name. It actually was a whole entire conversation um, when I was born about that type of thing. And so I am Stephanie E. Farmer. I'm the executive director and founder of Triple F Empowerment, Inc. Um, I am of Caribbean descent. I definitely identify as, as my mom used to say, Mm -hmm. B-L-A-C-K. I identify as a woman of faith. Um, I am an avid church participant and and goer. I love church. It's a fun part of my life. which sometimes people are kind of surprised that I also am a very avid science teacher. (laughs) They're like, how does that work together? And then I really mess them up. And then I say, I'm also um, a vocal stylist, which is that has been kind of in the background uh, for the last several years as I've grown Missed Up Science Club. But I am definitely, I definitely have an artsy part of me. Right. Um, which is, as you know, how we met. <laughs> right, how we met, for sure, for sure. At an open mic night. <laughs> right, also, so. and also with your middle name, we met. Yeah. I think you were going by, yeah, middle name. Yes, I yep. was going by Liz Farmer at Absolutely. the time. I was, I was like trying to come up with, with the stage name and mm-hmm. it, it was, you know, when you're trying to figure out, and so that's why I say when you ask me who are you that's a that's a deep question that's a loaded question i know i know but i answer it in my opinion these days albeit the long way but i answer it with much more ease than i answered it when we met right Right? because you grow and you change and you just go okay this is who i am this is what i do absolutely a culmination (laughs) of all the experiences um i am also a military brat Mm. And so that has really shaped me and made me a person who can adjust quickly 
and who, though it's not preferred, I am less bothered by not being able to travel home because again being a military brat home is eh, has has moved over the years but not to be able to travel home for christmas you know i talked to my dad the other day at a board meeting actually because he's one of the f's um and we were kind of joking about how christmas together was just not something we had anyway so christmas can be any time of year right (laughs) you just move it (laughs) (laughs) so to have christmas in december is just like not a thing that our family had experience so (laughs) interesting how was how was military life for you i mean i know growing up it's it's difficult for kids because you never feel like you belong anywhere but everywhere it was definitely very hard yeah um we were a family that you know we were a, a, a four top um dad mom brother sister um but we were really we functioned as three plus one for a lot of the time Mm. because my father would be um deployed or he would be just away so he was part of the family like in the home but like not (laughs) right um and so that was an interesting uh, experience as a child. Also, my dad is um, of Caribbean descent. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I mean, he grew up, born and raised on Barbados, on Barbados. And so that all those pieces together made um, growing up pretty strict. We were, you know, typically what you think of as, as um, the, the different components that would make a strict household. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have all of those. Right. <laughs> um, and, you know, just like I said, holidays were not always together or were not always celebrated the day that everybody celebrated them. Um, my mother was also a nurse and worked nights. So mm. we especially were fluid with when holidays happened. <laughs> right. Wow. Um, and we would sometimes typically be distant from extended family. So we're very used to, okay, just us. Right. Do you feel like that gave you a strict, uh, stricter upbringing, you know, in terms of what your educational responsibility was going to be? Yes. Direction? Yeah. Yes, because um, having an immigrant parent, you were definitely expected. And actually both parents were in the Air Force at some point. And so we're definitely expected to perform in a certain kind of manner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I'm very comfortable letting my students know, actually, my grades were not that great until I went to college. My grades actually went up. Typically, huh. they tell you, oh, your GPA will go down. Right, yeah. Be very afraid. Right, Be afraid. Yeah. <laughs> um, and my GPA went up. Interesting. It went up. Where was, where was schooling for you? Where was high school? In? Um, so in the first half of high school was in Illinois. We were mm-hmm. stationed at Scott Air Force Base. And then the second half of high school was in uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. And that's actually where I then continued on and finished my bachelor's wow. at the University of New Mexico. Wow. Yes, there that's are black crazy. people in New Mexico. Yeah, I was going to say, what was that like for you? Yeah, what was that like for you? 
Yeah. In New Mexico. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Imagine. being a being a high schooler in New Mexico, right? So you have that component of you move in the middle of high school, right. which in itself is going to be hard no matter what. It is that's where my father retired from the base because you have to retire from a base at least at this at the time when my dad was planning on retiring, you have to retire from stateside. Um, from and actually technically from the continue the continue the, the 48 mm-hmm. right so you have to be in one of those states to then say okay I'm going to retire from and so that's how that assignment was chosen actually because my parents were planning okay so he's going to retire yada 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 then New Mexico is not known for quality public education and so there was actually a bit of a conversation. I have never gone to private school. However, there was a conversation for a period of time when we first moved to New Mexico about whether or not I would go to one of the private schools. We were considering actually, well, when I say we, I didn't grow up in that time frame. <laughs> so it wasn't really we, like I was there. Yeah. I was there and I was interviewed um, but the decision really was my parents' decision, parents. and they actually decided not to send me to that school. Interesting. Which would have been, on paper, the better school. I actually ended up going to West Mesa. <laughs> and people know, I mean, West Mesa is not known for its quality. Right. And folks, the I get the graduating class started out as somewhere well over a thousand but i graduated with well under 500 people wow when i graduated um it's known for dropout all that type of stuff i mean and so for my parents it's really only just what got it planned because there's no way that you would the logical parents they were they were very logical no way you would logically send your parent your child there because we were on that side of town that's the school that we were zoned for um or it was the private school and my parents were like no right no we're gonna so, go we'll go with the and that actually turned out to be very good some of my best science instructors were at that school isn't that crazy it's crazy that's crazy. It's what you make of it, you know? Yeah. And the discipline they, that you had. They had just built a science building. Wow. Because actually, the building actually used to be a women's prison. To tell you, like, how, like, it really, it really was, like, Jeez. that side of town. Wow. Um, <laughs> That's crazy. And they, as in the city or whatever, had just built an additional building because for those of us, for folk outside of New York City, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, high school was multiple buildings. It was spread out. It was like in the, like, down this long, long stretch of nothingness, because it is New Mexico. It's, things are spread out, and to this day, very spread out. And they had just built this new state of the art science building a couple of years before my family moved there. That's interesting. So, that so, is that where the love? When the science came in, I mean, is that where it, um, it was it before flourished? that? Oh, really? It was before that, but it's <clears> that <throat> experience did not hurt. That is one of my foundational experiences. I wish I could remember the names of the teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, and interestingly enough, you know, typically, especially how I present and how I 
how important I know what I look like and sound like and who I am, how impactful that is. Um, at the same time, those, the, the science instructors I had there were actually both white male and were some of the f very few people who did not react to me in the typical way. They were really science teachers. They were geeky. They were nerdy and they had no issue with it and were actually quite encouraging. And they were, they were excited to have me in class. Um, and so that's actually kind of a peculiar thing. I remember the, the, the chemistry teacher always had a lab coat on mm -hmm. and he was, he was definitely like chemistry, like glasses, frazzled kind of red haired guy. <laughs> So what did they do that, that, that encouraged you? Did they make it fun? Was it, um, was it a, the a way they presented it that sort of... It was thorough. So mm -hmm. like I said, this science building, not only was this brand new science building, it was a real... We had the black benches, like we had glassware. Like I had experienced some of my first real science, when I say real, like the techniques and the things I learned at that high school, I still then carried over to UNM, okay. which is not exactly quite known for being the best. That's the school you just go to because you're there. Right. Like if you don't fly in to go to UNM. But at the same time, <laughs> when I got there, there was a lot really, really strong science programs. Like, you know, and so in high school, I was able to use like real glassware, real sand bath, real like Bunsen burner. You know <laughs> like what? he was letting us do all that stuff. I was going to say, <laughs> it's so interesting you say that now. Now you're making me remember because my high school experience. Listen, I started out of college pre-med and I switched from pre-med because of the chemistry, the hardship I had with chemistry. I remember in high school, the, the professor I had in high school, I went to a private school. It was a prep uh -huh. school. So much fun, so thorough, so like everything. I was so good at it. But then when I got to college, it just didn't click. The professor, the connection with the professor, you know, the things we were doing, it just didn't work for me. Wow. So it turned me off, you know? So it's interesting that you say that. It's, you know, your professors were very thorough and the connection that you had and the welcoming, you know, that they gave you. They really grabbed onto all of us like nerdy geeky kids. Mm -hmm. They let us be nerdy, nerdy geeky kids. Those two teachers in particular. And then I also had a health teacher that mm -hmm. for whatever reason, my school had this thing called health two, which is just like not, I've never, I've never seen it to this day. I still haven't seen it anywhere else. And that teacher, I remember Miss McGarren. I remember her. I remember her name and she had, um, in conjunction with then the chemistry teacher and the physics teacher that I ended up having, which the physics teacher also did a calculus class. <laughs> and so you had to go really early. My dad, my mom and dad would, would drop me off at school an hour early because they would, um, it was only offered to a couple of kids. It was like, my calc class, I think was like, mm, like eight kids. And it was taught by the physics teacher. And it could only be taught at that, that time because so few kids were at that level. Right. And it was the same physics teacher. He had like his cowboy boots. I remember him oh. and his really long mustache. Oh, <laughs> long mustache. He had cowboy boots, wore jeans every day. Interesting. Um, interesting. And he had us doing like making pumps, like making a water pump. 
mine totally didn't work. I remember that too. But I also remember it not being a thing. You still got points. He like, he didn't grade too easily and he didn't grade too hard. Like he just right. was like, this is science, this is math, da da da. Um, it's the encouragement and the reinforcement yes, and learning. Another memory I have of him was that I had a project for another class. Um, it was like some type of history, something where we were doing like um, Greek mythology. Mm -hmm. um, and growing up, my mom always had the black brown version of stuff. So even if even if we had bought Santa things, she would color in Santa. Okay, love so I love this, that. this applies love that. to this project. Right. So the project I was coloring, he saw me, he walked by my desk because I think we were, I was there even so early that like it was before class was starting, which in itself was something like seven something in the morning. And I'm coloring my little Greek gods, like this, this bronze. I love that. Color, right? I love that. And this white man with his long mustache, when I say he was like, yeah, because most of them were. Wow. In New Mexico wow. in 1996. No, this is unheard of. Wow. At the school that was not known for being quality and open-minded and this, that, and whatever, but right. there you have this, it. This was my experience. There and that and to this day, I'm, you know, what, 42? To this day, I graduated in 96. To this day, I still remember, still remember that, that teacher reinforcing that and not being like oh, they're not you're coloring the wrong color listen i love that and that's well segues right into what i want to talk about because now you've created this organization and i want you to tell us about it okay so huh. there's various links <laughs> versions but so cut me off if i go too long because mm -hmm. yeah. I, I answer stuff the long way I've, I've realized that about myself um and i'm honest about it so triple f empowerment inc runs the ever loved as i like to say because i've gotten a really good response positive response about it um miss steph science club and so i kind of goofily when i meet people i'm like oh, i miss Steph," you know right. in the miss steph science club and so science club was birthed out of so many things i was working at a nonprofit and i was running the after school and for various reasons um health reasons actually which i'm also very open about because <laughs> i'm also an indo warrior um for health reasons i ended up leaving that position because i just wasn't able to work the, the hours um but during that time i met all these students and i was noticing and finding out that like school like kids didn't do hands-on science at school and i was like you see my face right i'm like right yeah yeah what? yeah what like this is i this is not how i grew up and i grew up in everywhere like we were in the philippines for a period of time we were in california we were in please west mesa high school with like the worst whatever this that and whatever dropout scores and we still had a science building so i was like how how are there fourth graders who don't know what happens when you mix vinegar and baking soda together mm -hmm. everybody knows that okay yep. everybody knows that yep. not so Everybody does not know that. And so when I transitioned out of that position and then trying to figure out like what I was gonna do with myself, I had a dear friend. Um, I usually don't say her name because she doesn't like being like out present, but I had a dear friend who was like, Miss Steph, you should start your own program. Cause the other thing that was happening was the position I had left 
they were closing the organization. And so my kids, my babies, babies. weren't going going (laughs) to have camp. And she was like, I will find you a spot. Even if it's just a couple of kids, you should run your own program. She was like, what would you do? And apparently, I don't remember this, but she remembers. She's like, you outlined everything. You said you were going to do hands-on science and it's going to be art and it's going to be fun. And I was like, did I really? At least I know I'm consistent. Whether I remember what I say or not, I've always been very like science and art go together and it should be fun for kids because it was fun for me all the way up through college biochemistry lab where it was like horrific and we were in the lab for five hours just trying to get like one milliliter of stuff to like perform properly after three days of distilling right and if it was wrong yeah start back again so like but that still was fun the the do part of science has always been fun for me and i wanted that for the kids because when i was hearing kids like yeah our science we just like read stuff right that's their science Oh no, that's not okay. So long story short, we end up with Miss Steph's Science Club. Um, The red is an homage to my mom. That was her favorite color. She, by the way, is deceased. She actually passed when I was um, 20, shortly after I turned 20. Um, And so this has always been, the, the shirt comes in other colors now, but we originally were, I wanted, I knew I wanted red shirts. That was like just on my spirit, red shirts. And I knew I wanted this microscope as the thing. So the original logo, I actually traced. <laughs> when I, so when you say entrepreneur, like I, de- when right. I say I DIY'd our NPR, our nonprofit application for the IRS, uh-huh. our taxis, wow. QuickBooks, the QuickBooks I still do, like. <laughs> right. I mean, I see the detail in the work. I already, I see it. I, I, I'm not surprised at all. I'm not surprised yeah, at so all. Yeah, so this is this new one is this, an upgrade. Okay. Um, by an actual like uh, artist, but he all he did was elevate. He was like, let's make it so you can really see and tell what it is. Um, mm-hmm. but we rocked that like trace logo. Love it for a minute. Um, for like till this till the beginning of 2020 actually. Hmm. Um, and you know our hashtag is we make science fun. And at this point, Triple F Empowerment Inc. as of last week, because of an event that um, I was a part of, we've now inspired, touched in some way, over 5,000 children. Wow. Wow. Isn't that cool? It's like That's, amazing. It's amazing. And, I'm, and I have to ask you, I do you feel- I have no idea how. Do you feel, yes, you do. Yes, you do. Because what, you, what you're doing is great. And you just said it. I think the key to it is making it fun and making it relatable to the kids. We don't want to, kids don't want to go to school and be bored. They learn when it's fun. And that's exactly what you do. And I'm going to parallel you. This is crazy, but I'm going to parallel you to like a Sesame Street, Zoom, all those fun learning kid shows where we can all go back. And the nostalgia is you still remember the song. You still, and uh-huh. you learned Schoolhouse Rock, One, two, three, all four, those things. Five, six, seven, exactly. Eight, nine, 10, 11, <laughs> right? It's, you know, right. And that's the fun I'm part about Bill. it. And you learn. Exactly. I love that. (laughs) So give us an example of what you do. Um, So we have a couple of different components too. So there's Miss Stuff Science Club. That's Mm -hmm. part of, that's the main program. And Miss Stuff Science Club has a Saturday program, which now is online. It has the traveling science teacher, which 
now is online. <laughs> you see the pattern here. Right, yeah. um, we've got, I do do some private tutoring. Um, if a parent reaches out and says, hey, miss stuff like my kid needs just support. Um, and we have a summer program. Summer is where it started. Summer was that program that their friend was like, look, Miss Steph, I will find you a space. Just like do it. <laughs> and um, summer is summer is how everything else is designed mm -hmm. uh, like so <clears throat> and summer is like the testing ground for a lot of the other things that i do and so summer is your typical new york city day camp um which by the way i did not go to day camp as a child wow hello yeah strict caribbean right. parents mm -hmm. um and so <laughs> it's like no you stay home and this read with your brother <laughs> watch tv <laughs> Um, you'll be safe that way. Um, and so I modeled it from what I learned at the other organization that I had to leave due to health reasons. And um, it's a day, we start our day off, well, when we're in person, we start our day off with some reading, yada, yada, the kids get to do, da, 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 and they get to color in the beginning. So the art comes in in the beginning of the day. Right. If you want to sit in color, you can sit in color because what time do you have It's in the school day? So a lot of the programming that I do is based around what they're not getting at school. Mm. So you're not getting hands-on science. Okay, so we're gonna do science like all day and we'll make a mess because you don't get to do that, okay? Um, you're not getting to sit in color at school most likely because depending on what's going on, whether you're in a private or a public school or a charter school, it's probably like ELA math, ELA math, right? So right. I'm gonna let you color as much as you want. Not. I mean, even literally, if they can fo if they can prove that they're focusing, they, I will let a child color while I'm talking. Sure. If you can prove right. to me you're paying attention, you know how to do the experiment once I'm done. Right. Okay. Right. Um, what what age range are we talking about? We so summer, again, that's my like core programming, and then Saturday and traveling and all that kind of stuff. It like it was birthed out of contacts through that. So uh, school age, five to twelve. Mm -hmm. Then my babies, as they get older, they can then volunteer. So I have kids that have been with Science Club ever since we started in 2012 because they just grew up and then now they're paid staff. Um, I have kids that- So you mean volunteer to help the younger kids? Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh, they volunteer. Right. And that. then once you come out of high school, so high school grads, then we pay. Um, and I try to pay them, you know, minimum wage, I, you know, they're not, I pay them because I think that they should learn to be paid and learn to manage their resources and they should understand that if they're contributing something that they deserve to be compensated. This is um, good. So this is a, this is a nonprofit organization too, yes, right? And so you're surviving or you, you're <laughs> taking donations or, you yes. know, okay. <laughs> so everybody out there listening and watching this, please donate to this cause because education is where we are. We yes. Need education. Yes. Empowering kids. Empowering yes. kids. Yeah. We take um, contributions year round. In particular, mm -hmm. right now we're doing um, a Breaking Barriers campaign. Breaking Barriers at Mock Speed is our campaign right now. Um, and con contributing is very easy. It's like one click on our website www.tfempowerment.org. Okay, why not? Hello. Um, listen <laughs> up, I'm everybody. Sure listen up. <laughs> I'll, I'm sure you're going to put that yes, in there. But yes, in the description. But by Q York. we are. Um, 
mainly donations are how we are, I don't want to say surviving, but how we are working on thriving, you know. Um, sometimes there's a relation, paid relationship, but typically the donors are making up for the gap of the affordability of the paid, Good. right? Like, mm -hmm. um, we're so not only is there summer program there's saturday program where when we're in person kids come for a couple of hours and literally just get to tinker it at, at different stations and it's a walk-in program you know and that's how i run the and that's why i do the facebook live because i wanted it to be as accessible um, and affordable as possible and how much more affordable is facebook live absolutely yeah <laughs> all you gotta do is click the link and you can attend and you That's can ask right. questions and you can make suggestions for activities too um that's great do you feel like this time like during the COVID time this has sort of helped you and it's helped it's helped a lot of people because you have more access for, yeah know? so yes and no mm -hmm. <laughs> right um I'll go with the yes part. Yes, as far as exposure mm -hmm. and the amount of children who get to be inspired, empowered, and encouraged, absolutely. Right. Because summer camp this year went not only from to Harlemites, but summer camp because we were virtual. We would log into Zoom in Google Classroom. And I had kids from Virginia Beach. I had kids that were in Alabama. I had a kid that was between Atlanta and Oklahoma. You know, and the Facebook, I mean, it goes anywhere. Yeah. Um, and I'm also on OutSchool as well. Okay. Um, that's a, just a, a different pod, different um, online learning platform. And so kids from there, some of those kids, I think, I've taught kids probably in California. That's good. And so it helps in that way. And it also helps hone. It makes me hone. Um my teaching skills and also our curriculum right mm -hmm. because i am not a trained teacher that's the thing that a lot of people don't know i'm a teaching scientist right. and so i was thrown into a fire at, 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 a, at a charter school <laughs> and i was a <laughs> science teacher for 300 kids um and learned the new york state standards and all that type of stuff from there and so now most of my curriculum, even though it's fun, I still make sure that we hit the standards and that they're able to be um, as successful as, you know, within my control. I try to make sure that they have what they need to do to perform well on that exam, which, by the way, has a hands-on component, even though some of these kids are, like, not getting to see materials all school year long. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. See Hello. that? See that? Hello, disparity. That's right. Uh, that's absolutely right. You're right. So, so <laughs> that's okay. So, what do you need us to do as parents, as you know, people in the community? What do you need us to do? Um, How can we help you? How can we help you help us? Help you? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, in general, as it, it's speaking on the behalf of educators, yes, communicate with us ask us questions okay um specifically with science club interact ask me because you're all all the kids are my students now right because again like you were saying that this pivot to this virtual platform means that i can have students anywhere 
Absolutely. Ask me questions. Right. Send me an email and say, hey, Miss Steph, you know what? I don't have the materials for yada, yada. But I guarantee you on the other side of this wall, if your kid can think of it, I probably have the materials for it. And so I can do the hands-on part on your behalf and mm -hmm. really walk you through an activity that you can do at home with your child, um, as well as explain the science behind it. Right? right. Yes. So that's the big thing. Interact with me. Right. Ask me questions. Right. And tell me, hey, Miss Stuff, actually, you know, I respectfully, <laughs> you right. know, you can say, hey, why did you do it that way? Or like, my kid actually likes this other type of stuff. Because right now I'm just doing what I know my students, the students that I'm aware of enjoy doing. Right. But if, you know, a parent feels that I need to expand what I'm doing, I will. Just tell me. Okay. That's it. So tell everybody how we can get in touch with Miss Steph. Yes. TF so Empowerment. The best way to get in touch with me is to um, do one of the following three things. Instagram. <laughs> Instagram is a great way you can send me a DM or start to follow me on Instagram at um, M-S-S-T-E-P-H underscore T-F-E. Okay. Um, so that's one way to get a hold of me. Another way to get a hold of me is to reach out on Facebook. And that's another place where you can follow and ask questions and all that type of stuff. And so um, our organization, we're called Triple F Empowerment Inc. on Facebook. And if you don't see this logo, you are following the wrong page. Right. <laughs> right? And, and those, those shirts are for sale too, right? Um, yeah, we do sell shirts. Um, and so you just have to let me know. Um, because this year in particular, I didn't make a lot of extra shirts just because we were, you know, we weren't in person. But yes, shirts are available. Shirts are available. And buying a shirt supports the organization. Right. So that's another way to support us. And the final way to get a hold of me would be to reach out at our um, website online. So www.tfempowerment.org. That's yeah. right. Well, Miss Steph, I want to thank you so much for all the work that you do. And I want to thank you for coming on One Mic Night. It's so good to have you here. And please, everyone, make sure you support Miss Steph and tfempowerment.org. Go to the IG, drop a question, check out what she's doing, it's incredible. Go to the YouTube, Facebook is live, it's free. Make sure you empower your kids, right? And that's on purpose. I that's on purpose. That's purposely. See that? So it's for you. Whoever you are out there, it's for you. It's for everyone. Thank you once again for coming on One Mike Night Podcast. This is One Mike Night Podcast. Follow us at One Mike Night Everything. One Mic Night is spelled O-N-E-M-I-C-N-I-T-E. -E. You can follow me at Marcos Luis on everything, M-A-R-C-O-S-L-U-I-S. Please make sure you download and share this episode with everyone. Thank you for joining me on this episode. We'll see you next time.